of course, stopping classes that aren't thriving. Like some of you, I need to get closer to this microphone. Some of you need permission to stop teaching classes that aren't thriving. There, I said it. Um, Because what's happening is you're spending all of this energy. You're probably getting bored. You're probably getting burnout. You're probably getting discouraged even. And that kind of messes with your confidence. So I don't want to launch anything else because I don't have time. I'm tired. I'm teaching too many classes already. I don't have time to teach what I want to teach, you know? And so it's like, and I don't want to disappoint this person who's not probably not paying me enough to do this weekly ongoing, you know, all of that. And so some of y'all need to stop teaching classes. Well, welcome back to the Jesus Coffee Yoga Podcast, where we sit down and talk with yoga teachers and fitness instructors and teach them how to build the business that they want to work that works around their life, empowering teachers with the resources and tools they need to do what they love and make money while they do it. In this episode, we are going to talk about setting goals, what kind of goals we need to set, why we need to set goals, and why we're afraid to set goals. So if you're a yoga teacher, fitness instructor, and you're finding yourself stuck in a rut, feeling a little burnout, a little bored even with the work that you're doing, or maybe you just need to make more money, this episode is for you. Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I recently read this scripture and I felt like the Lord showed me in that if I were to switch the word but to and, how much that would change for me for my business. I think I even reached out to you, Nick, and said, this this was like an epiphany for me. What does it look like for us to make our plans and allow God to guide our steps? So as I was evaluating some of my goals for this year that we're currently in, I just looked at what it looks like, how many times I'm just like waiting for God to do something. And I think so many times we do this as just humans in general, but definitely as business-minded people, like we're just like, well, when God does this, and I think so many times he's waiting on us to take the next step. And so when I reread this, we can make our plans and the Lord can determine our steps. I think that there's so much like in that, there's so much of a call to action for us. So like when I am walking with God, when I am in step and spending time with him, the plan side of it are where really it's just an action. It's like, okay, well, I I know what I want to do. I know what I'm called to do. I know my strengths. I know my gifts. I know who I want to reach. But the plans part of it is where I kind of get stuck. And I think I'm like, well, I'll just wait on God to order my steps. And God's like, you got to take the step for me to order it. So that's what I thought we could talk about today was what does it look like to set goals and invite God into what that looks like on a practical level, but also, you know, even just in conversation with him. You said something that sparked a thought that I think too, sometimes God is like, I need you to, to move first. A lot of times we want God to to show us, like, show me what to do and then I'll do it. And God's like, I need you to trust me and actually take steps and then I'm going <laughs> to guide you along the way. And like, there's a lot of examples of that in the Bible mm-hmm. where that's exactly what happened. Like Abraham, like God's like, hey, go to this other country. And he's like, what? So he just, he just goes. And like, he doesn't like even know why. The very next scripture is like, and then he packed up his stuff and went <laughs> to and the he, land I will show you. Yeah. Didn't even know where or what. Yeah. Didn't even know where. Isn't that the crazy thing? It's like, just start moving and then I'll tell you where to go. Like, No, I mean, I can think, I know you can too. I can think of those times where I've felt God say, take this step and trust me in it. 
but I wasn't that blindly dressing him. It was just like, at least I knew where I was going. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so, sure I have Abraham faith. <laughs> <laughs> we're working. We are a work in progress. At least we're not a, we're not denying it. But uh, what, why do you do, do you feel like it's so hard um, for us? I mean, like even you and I have had these conversations, but for just the mass of people, why do you feel like it's so hard for them to set goals? What is the, why, why do we not set goals? I think there's a few things at play. One would probably be a lot of past years that didn't go as planned, didn't go well. And it kind of leaves you feeling like, what's the point? Why, why put in all this effort if I just know I'm not going to hit them anyway? Or if maybe you're like me and came from a corporate world where a lot of your goals were kind of handed down from the powers that be, uh, or like here, here's the company direction and now you need to set some goals to like support those things, which is actually pretty hard to do. Um, I just had this feeling of like, this is just so useless. Like why, why even bother? You know, you set these goals and then like not even check it until like November <laughs> and then realize, oh crap, I got to hit these goals. You know, again, goals that don't really matter. So personally, there was a little bit of that, that I had to get over once I left corporate and did my own thing for a while. I was just like, forget that. I don't need goals. Um, but I've come full circle and now realize like, no, I do need some goals. I do need some direction and come up with a plan to to hit those things. Yeah. So I want to pause you right there because I think you just said something like the last sentence you said was come up with a plan. So, so many times we set goals, but we don't do any reverse engineering to like hit those goals. And I think there's a lot of things at play. I think too, also like some people, so it's like, what's the point? And then, you know, we don't, we don't even know how to, here's what my goal is. I want to do this. We don't even know how to get there. And then the, the other thought I had while, while you're talking was, a lot of people are afraid to fail. Like they don't trust themselves. So like I told myself at the front of the year, I was going to lose X amount of pounds and here I am in December and I haven't done it because we don't trust that we will take the initiative or the action to either take the next step or find someone's hand to hold while we take our next step, which is so important in the process of goal setting. And so just that fear of failure and then just lack of self-trust, if we can just be honest. <laughs> Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to setting goals and never coming back to them. That's a big reason why, even if you mm -hmm. have goals, why you don't hit them because yeah. you can't just set them and forget them. Like you need to constantly check back in because what happens is during the year you get busy in just the day to day. And unless you're doing something to, to proactively pull you out of that and recenter, refocus and realize, oh, I'm working toward these things. I better build this into my schedule. If you're not doing that, yeah, you're not going to hit right. those goals. So that's a really important part of that. And, and I think too, not just setting goals for the year, but I think setting goals for the quarter is a much more effective strategy. There's this book called like the 12 week year or something like that, that I read mm -hmm. that's, that's really helpful. And it's more about that. Like I mean, if you just know you're going to set a goal and not worry about it until like November, how about you set a shorter time frame? So in that 90 days, that November mark hits way sooner than, yeah. you know, so, so if you've got it coming up, it, it can really fast track hitting certain goals and it's a much better way to, to plan. Yeah. And I think, I think some people just don't even know what they want <laughs> too. like, what do I want to be true or we're afraid to 
to put it out there to dream. Um, what are some things that you've done? I'm trying to think, I'll think while you're talking, but what are some things that you've done to keep it at the forefront of your mind? Like, how do you keep it fresh? Like, how do you, I mean, obviously building a plan or a strategy around it is going to keep it fresh, but how do you, like, let's say even in just in a quarterly goal, my goal is to bring in this much revenue or to send out this many emails or whatever the goal is. Like, what do you, what are some things you do to keep it close? So I don't do this like I should. And this is something I'm working on personally for 2024. Things that I've been taught by mentors uh, or books that I've read or just people that are doing well have recommended checking them every day. So a lot of times we'll, we'll have these goals and then we just don't look at them again. And that, that's the problem. So if you check them every day, just review, Here's, here are my goals. And then you can make sure, is what I'm doing today leading me towards those goals? If it's not, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And if they are, you know, woohoo. So, I mean, obviously there's stuff that we have to do that's maybe not leading us toward those goals. I, I think every, we should always have some kind of uh, revenue target or or something that like everything that you do like leads into that, but there should be some other, other goals that maybe are, are extra on, on top of that. So, so I know like there might be things you're doing this week that don't tie into some of those extra goals or whatever. And, and you don't want to overload yourself with a ton of these goals, but yeah, I was going to say that I feel like is a big issue too, like too many things at one time. Yeah. But to just have a few goals for that 90 days and mm-hmm. every day be checking, like just review the list. Yep. That's, that's what I'm after. And then let's plan my day accordingly and make sure I'm putting some si- some time aside to reach those goals. And that just reviewing them just helps keep it fresh in your mind and helps you be motivated to set aside the time to, to make the time. Cause if you don't do that, we get, we just get tied up in the day to day and that's how we, we just spend so many months never hitting our goals. Mm-hmm. So by keeping it at the forefront of your mind, it just makes it much easier to, and to, to be motivated to set aside the time to make that happen. And I, I don't know, like these, this is kind of one of those things that you either like love or hate, or it's like cringy or not or whatever. But I will say that when I started making like vision boards and I put it in quotes because I didn't actually put it on a board, I did it on Canva and I like made my own little vision board and I printed it out and stuck it up by my desk so I could see it. And like, as those things came true, I was able to just like mark it off like advent calendar style. <laughs> like, and, um, so when you were talking about like, put it out, like lo- review them every day, I've heard that a lot too. I have, you know, my big rock, my big things for the year. I, I just wrote them out on a little whiteboard right by my desk, like where I sit, I go to my desk every day and I make my list and I do the things, but like, even if it's like a sticky note, like stuck on your computer or something, just where it's in front of you, I think, but I think the biggest thing you said was allowing the, the behavior modification because you have your behavior based goals, right? Like my goal is to lose 30 pounds. That's the outcome. But my behavior is to go to the gym four days a week, like having those right in you know, front of you so that one can work with each other, I think is really good too. Yep. I love setting goals. I love it. I love having a goal to reach and my husband is not a goal setter. Like, you know, he's a hardcore, like Enneagram one. And it's like, it is Bible. If it is written on this list, it is Bible that it has to get done. And for me, I'm like, I have like these things I want to do, but like, I do realize that in July, if this is still not a passion or if it's still not maybe for this season, 
then I'll just drop it off my list and say, let's shift focus to here. And, and that doesn't feel like a failure to me. It just feels like I'm, I'm either going to stop completely because I feel like a failure or, or I could just drop that one off and lean more into the other three still on my list or whatever. But I love setting goals. and I love helping people set goals, which is why we wanted to make this episode to help those of you listening set goals. Do you have any goals right now, Nick? <laughs> right now, like any goals right now? Personal or professional? Yeah, so I've got um, a revenue goal for my video business, and I've got uh, some like I wouldn't say softer, like some some goals for uh, being consistent with content for my own business. You know, it's when you do content for other businesses, it gets really hard to do your own content. It's like plumbers hate coming home to like work on their own plumbing <laughs> at home. It's kind of like that. So I've had to force myself a little bit to make sure that I'm doing content for, for my own business. So I have some goals uh, around that. Uh, and then just personally, um, I have some goals for spending time with my kids, making sure like every other week I have two boys. So every other week I want to do a one-on-one with, with one of the sons. And the next week I do one with the other. And my wife and I just like trade mm-hmm. and some fitness goals, like making sure I'm, I'm mountain biking when the weather is nice enough to ride. Um, and then also making sure that I do my uh, resistance training um, four times a week. So those are like, those are the goals that if I'm doing those things, it'll lead me to the goal of like the weight and the way that I want to look and the way I want my clothes to fit. You know, those are, I don't, I want to get too in the weeds on stats and metrics. I think that's a future episode where there's different types of uh, stats or metrics or indicators. In other word, there's lagging indicators, which are things that are the result of previous work. And then there are leading indicators that if you're doing these things, you're likely to get the result. And the leading indicators are much better to track and pay attention to. So like weight loss is a really good example. If you're trying to get, if if you're measuring your weight, let's say today I weigh whatever, that's the result of the last couple weeks, days of what you've been eating and how you've been exercising. So it's not a really good indicator of what you're doing today. What's a better indication? What you're eating and, and how much mm-hmm. exercise. So if you're tracking oh, yeah. how often you eat well or, or like hitting your calorie goals or whatever, the things that you're eating and making sure you're getting your movement in, that's a really good indication that you're going to hit your weight goals. So not that you don't track the lagging. It's just not, you don't want to focus on that. You want to focus on the leading indicators. What are the What are the behaviors or the things that I do that will get me to the result that I want. Those are the things you want to uh, measure and pay more close attention to. Something that, that triggered a thought to like get smaller, not only in like the time span of the goals you're setting, but I would say smaller in the goals, not like don't, don't water it down, but maybe more specific. That's, that's where I'm headed with that is it can't be just like generic and like grandiose, like I want to grow my business. Like it needs to be really specific. And even like what I was saying where I was tracking, like how often do I want to be posting? It can be goals more like that. Like I, I want to hit this number in revenue. Like that that's a good goal. Like what are things you can actually track? What are things you can actually measure? Did I hit it or did I not hit it? You know, if, if it's too generic, you have, you, you don't know if you hit it or not. So make sure that it's really specific, but also, something that, that you can track. Yeah. So I think something that I, when I'm doing like one-on-one coaching, um, maybe with different language, I, we have like our outcome goal. Um, and then we have like our 
behavior-based behavior modifications and things like that. And I, you just showed like real time, like how to marry those two. Like your goal is to do these things. So like you said, you have a revenue goal for your business. There's a certain amount that you uh, want to make and to generate um, in revenue. And you have a goal of posting more content for your business. And the two of them are married. (laughs) If you want one, sometimes you have to do the others and not just say, well, at the first of the year, I made, you know, a commitment to try by the end of the year to be making X amount per month. But like what little micro goals did you set along the way? And so I think it's important to recognize, um, and I can't wait to, for you to really dig into metrics with this because I feel like I could use that. But I think it is important to recognize the different types of goals um, and identify them and put them in the right place. And then I think it's also okay to look at your year goals. I think we need those, but like we have to get smaller with that. Like I do quarterly. And so you have your yearly goal, you have your quarterly goal. And some coaches will tell you to do like your five-year plan, but I'm like, based off the last five years of my life, I'm not even going to try to shoot that one in the dark. Like I'm not even going to know. So I think that it's really important to kind of identify those, like your outcome versus and your behavioral goals. So I think taking inventory of where you're at is a great first step. Let's tell them what some other things that they can do to move the ball forward in their business. And really, guys, this can go like not even just your business. Like it can go for anything you're setting goals for, right? So on top of identifying the different types of goals, kind of overcoming that fear of like, am I going to hit the goals? All of those things. A couple more things that we want to... Uh, challenge you to look at and to to do for your goal setting <laughs> is the first one is schedule time to reflect on the past year and give yourself some space to dream about the year to come. And I feel like dream is kind of a trigger word for a lot of people because so many people have stopped dreaming. So many people have, they think that their best days are behind them. And I'm here to tell you that it is not, that is not the case unless that's what you want to be true, <laughs> then you will you will make that true for yourself. But um, schedule that time to really reflect, get honest about like what worked last year in the last 12 months, or if you're doing this quarterly in the last three months, four months, three months, <laughs> three months, in the last three months, what worked well? What, what, what should we keep doing and pouring fuel into? And then what didn't? Like what needs work, what needs improvement or what needs to stop completely, right? So really evaluating the past three, six, nine, 12 months, whatever that is for you. And then giving yourself time and space to dream, like get ugly honest about what you want to be true. This is scary. This is so scary. Could I, I go back to the scripture where it says, seek the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so many times we just hang on to the backside of that because when I am seeking the Lord, I'm pretty in tune with where I want to go. I, I know kind of like, this is what I want to be true. This feels right for this season. I feel like it feels just cohesive. But when I'm not, like when I am just going based off my own fleshly desires, like what I want to do is stay in bed and watch Netflix all day. (laughs) Like like my desires are not going to bring purpose and fulfillment and income and all of those things. So when we are 
in alignment with him, I think that it's easier to, to know what, like where we want to go. And so maybe that looks like just taking a day or a weekend. I love about once a quarter. This is one of my goals, guys. Once a quarter, my goal is to take a 24 to 36 hour sabbatical. I always go to my mother-in-law's house. She lives by herself. And so I just go to her, one of her extra rooms and I just, I turn my phone off. And this sometimes looks like vision casting and dreaming and journaling and really, you know, just kind of letting my thoughts free flow. And sometimes it looks like watching Netflix all day and reading a book. Like, you know, so, but my, my goal is to have that space. And then I even have weekly and daily white space goals. So do what you can with what you have. If you guys are running around chasing after a bunch of little children, that may look like, hey, honey, on Fridays, I'm going for a half a day. The kids are yours. I'm taking this time to go do these things. So carving out that time and space. Yeah. So just to summarize what you said, you know, think through what went well and do more of that and what did not go well and do less of that. Real quick, friend, if any of these episodes have helped you in some way, would you please take a minute and leave us a review on whatever platform you use for podcasts? We love that we get to share this information with you for free. And when you leave a review, it lets other teachers know that this is valuable and just might change someone else's life. It would mean the world to us if you take a moment and do that right now and then come right back to this episode. Thanks. Now back to the show. Another question to consider is what do I need to start doing? Are there things that you know you want to start doing? Maybe it's in your personal life. Maybe it's it's in your business. It could be either. But just think through that. Like, what are some things that I've been wanting to start? What are some things I want to learn? Uh, maybe it's like, for me, I wanted to start doing jujitsu. And so I've started doing that. That was a goal of mine. Business-wise, I wanted to start posting more content. You know, that, that, was, that was one of mine too. So what are some things in the coming year that you want to start? For you, maybe it's, I want to start offering retreats. Uh, maybe, maybe it's like starting small. I want to start offering like a, just a day kind of retreat, or uh, I want to start offering workshops or maybe pop-ups or I don't know, it could be uh, any number of things, but just during this time where you're thinking and dreaming, just think about that. Like what, what do I really want to start? What are some new things? And I think it's important too, personally to have something that's not business related at all. Cause I'm, I'm like the classic serial entrepreneur. That's like, Anything that I'm interested in, I'm like, how can I make money doing this? <laughs> and then I ruin my hobbies. Mountain biking is a really good example. I've, I've been mountain biking and I have people that are like, oh man, you, sh- you do video. Like, why don't you do like awesome videos for mountain biking? Like, because I do video all the time and that's going to ruin the one thing that I do that brings me joy and doesn't feel like work. So I don't, I don't video anything. So I think it's important to have some things that are just hobby, just replenishing, just for fun. It's re- really important to have that. And then spend some time thinking about what are some things that I should stop doing? Are there things I'm doing right now that aren't giving me life, that are taking energy instead of giving energy? And can I stop doing those things? And the answer is yes, you can. And a lot of times we feel maybe guilt or feel stuck in something that we've committed to or we don't want to let people down, but it's something that we just know in our spirit, I need to, I need to not do this. I need to start saying no but it's really hard to say no. And I know, Kristen, this is an area where you excel and you really help other people say no. So like what, when someone is facing this, like what, what would you say to them? Yeah. So I I have some examples just in my own 
my own offerings and business because I do look at quarters at a time when it comes to the studio, like our teachers and our offerings and things like that. Um, for one, I love that because it doesn't get me locked in for longer than a couple of months at a time. Um, we are a series based studio, so we don't have just every Tuesday at 9 a.m. We do have some private classes that meet weekly like that, but for the studio itself, like we, we run everything based off what's working well and we pull out, we pull out what's not working. And you mentioned something that I think we need to pause on for a second is you're going to disappoint people. Like you're going to, and it's hard and it, and it sucks (laughs) because it's like, you want to reach them too, but at, at what cost? And the cost is usually to you. The cost is usually taxing on you more than anybody else to continue thriving classes and things like that. And so that's why I do mine based on series. So I kind of know like in January, we're in December at the time of this recording, I kind of already know what I'm going to offer because I know I'm going to leave one retreat. I know what classes are really thriving. So I don't have to like come up with all of these other things to do because I'm, I'm taking inventory of what's working well. And so I'm going to carry that into, and what are some things I can do to continue to grow that? So it looks like social media for me, social media increase of content based around that and something I needed to stop. I'll give you a real life example of that too. So pulling back from social media, which sounds really like weird coming up, but I was wasting so much time on social media that for one, it was taking my productivity time. It was taking my mental and emotional energy way more than I thought it was until I didn't have it. And so I now have, you know, I have these goals where I want to post a couple of things. Um, I'll get a little more specific as I move into this next quarter, but what does that look like? It looks like batch content creating. And so I'm going to start posting more, but I'm still going to stop having social media on my phone because that's where I spend the most amount of time. Cause most of the time I can download the app, post what I need to post and take it off within five minutes. Like I don't need to be on there for hours at a time. So those are some things. And then this year, one of the things I wanted to start was an email. And I, I set that goal in January and here we are with two weeks left of the year. And two weeks ago, I sent my first email. And because one of my other goals was to lead for retreats, I knew that sending emails was going to help drive that a little quicker and get a little more eyeballs outside of my warm market, if you will. And so I started that email. And from that email, like I got several people that signed up within a day or two, (laughs) like, and a lot of more people who were interested. And so that's kind of some real time. Like I wanted to start an email and I did it, even though I didn't start it in January, like I wanted to, I still just started it. And it, it's leading to one of my bigger goals, which was to lead X amount of retreats per year. So those are some starting and stopping things that just were professional. And then of course, stopping classes that aren't thriving. Like some of you, I need to get closer to this microphone. Some of you need permission to stop teaching classes that aren't thriving. There, I said it. Um, because what's happening is you're spending all of this energy. You're probably getting bored. You're probably getting burnout. You're probably getting discouraged even. And that kind of messes with your confidence. So I don't want to launch anything else because I don't have time. I'm tired. I'm teaching too many classes already. Um, I, I don't have time to teach what I want to teach, you know? And so it's like, and I don't want to disappoint this person who's not probably not paying me enough to do this weekly ongoing, you know, all of that. And so some of y'all need to stop teaching classes. <laughs> To move your business forward, you need to teach less. I went from teaching about eight classes. My max has always been about eight classes a week. 
um, that's about physically what I can handle and where I don't feel like I'm tapped out. And if I have extra, I'm not like, oh my gosh. But I went from teaching about eight classes a week to now I'm teaching two classes a week that are, I have, they're like booked full, like two full, full classes. I'm charging what I want. Um, I'm making much more income on those. And we're now running, I don't know, I need to do the math, but I would say we're probably running over 10 classes a week, maybe even closer to 12 because I now have the energy and effort to put into more teachers. There's five of us to share the workload now instead of me trying to do all eight or 10 classes a week. I'm only teaching two and I'm getting to pour into them. So I had to stop teaching classes, which disappointed a lot of people. So that's, those are my kind of real life start stop scenarios. Those are great questions, like starting and stopping something. And just to add to that, you said you might disappoint people. You probably will disappoint people. You might also lose money in the short term. Mm-hmm. So, and that's part of what makes it so hard to make these decisions. Like the, everything in you is saying, you need to stop doing this so that you can start this other thing. But, oh, but, but I need the money. Okay. But doing nothing is going to change nothing. So there are times where you need to make that decision to do what you really know is right. And in the short term, yeah, you might, you might miss out on some revenue because you're no longer offering something. Um, but in the long run, you're going to earn way more because you're going to do more of what you love. You're going to charge what you're worth, hopefully, right, with our help. Hopefully. And you can't do that unless you cut some of the stuff that you're already doing. And I think this is where doing business with God comes in because there is an invitation in all of that to trust him. And to re-innovate what's what you're currently doing, and there's a lot of trust that we have to have in in that, right? <laughs> like, which is hard. It's really hard because we don't know. We don't know, like, if that's going to work or not. But we don't know either way, so you might as well try it. <laughs> yeah. And I will tell you, even as a hairdresser, I remember having to up my prices. I most hairdressers will usually do it every year, every other year. I didn't do mine that frequently, but I was always same thing. Like I was concerned that I was going to lose money and I didn't, I lost clients, but I really didn't lose money because I, I knew what I needed to make for, for the week. You know, cause hairdressers, it's kind of like weekly situation. Um, I knew what I needed to make. And so I just kind of worked backwards from there and thought, as long as I keep X amount of clients, which I was pretty confident I would, then I will, st- I will not only make that, but I will actually make more and then I get to work less hours. And for me, if you've been around me long enough, I am not your classic workaholic. Hi, I just want to work as little as possible doing the most fun work as possible and be free to do all the other things in life that don't involve work. So I'm like, how can I, how can I make this work? How can I make the biggest bang for my buck, do what I love and be a full-time mom as well? <laughs> like, so. Uh, two, two final thoughts on this point. One is that, what got you to where you are today will not get you to where you need to go for your goals. And so that's also part of letting go is, yeah, like what, what you did was great for the season you were in and that maybe that was what you needed to do. But now things will need to change in order to continue to grow. And so that's another part of this conversation is what do I need to change in order to get to these goals? And then also having this in place helps you make better decisions. It helps you filter what to say yes and say no to so that when a new opportunity comes along, if you don't have some of these goals in place, 
you might be tempted to say yes to something that really isn't leading you towards where you want to go. But by having these goals in place, you can look and say, like for me, I have this one example. I have a client or a potential client who just reached out to me, said they want to launch a podcast. They'd love to talk to me. And I'm not sure, like that's not the direction I'm headed with video production. And I have some podcast clients and I have just like YouTube type stuff. And that's more the direction I'm headed. So I have a choice to make. Do I take a new client because the revenue would be nice? even though they might not be, and I don't know yet, I haven't had the conversations. I don't know yet if they're a good fit, but I may have to make a choice. Do I take this client, even though the revenue would be, would be nice if they don't align with the direction I'm headed with my company. So it's a way to filter out decisions where before I'd be like, yeah, I'll take any new client, which. And I think there, let me just real quick interject. I think there's a time to do that. I think there is a time that's like when you're learning and you're on the base floor, like you just teach whatever you can or you take whatever clients you can. But I think this kind of critical thinking that you're sharing is so viable. Like, like we need to do it <laughs> if we want to get better and have not be worn out. It's funny you said that. That's exactly what I was about to say uh, when you yeah. jumped in was that for a season that that is necessary. But there comes a point where you need to start filtering these things through your goals and realize I can't say yes to everything and still reach these new goals that I want to hit. Yeah. And that's good. I feel like that just like what you just shared, like that's going to just set some people free, like, and just help them learn to think critically. Like we don't have to say yes to everything. That's good. I think it applies in your personal life too. Like all all of this stuff really applies to your personal life. I would say everything that we just said, uh, I actually, I, I got all this from a mentor of mine who encouraged me to do this, to set aside time with my spouse and go through what went well this year let's do more of that. <laughs> what didn't go well, let's do less of that. You know, and, and lead with the positive. That's why we start with what went well. You want to lead with the positive, but then you can reflect on here's what didn't go well. And I recommend you guys do this too with, with your spouse if you're married. And if you're not, then don't. <laughs> then it's just you like personally what went well and what didn't. But to do it both in your personal life and uh, in your business life is is really important. Yeah, that's good. Reevaluate. So just to recap really quick, we went over just the different types of goals. You've got your long-term goals, your short-term goals, those things. Uh, And really the action step we want you guys to take home today is to schedule time, put it on your calendar to reflect on the year past and take some time to look at the year ahead and dream, truly dream, seek God. He will order your steps and you can make the plans as well. And so the the next thing that we would like you to know is how to build a strategy around all of this. And we're actually going to go to part two for that. Um, this is something that we work in detail with lots of teachers that we've gotten to help them do the, the nitty gritty building the strategy. So it's like, great. Okay. Now I have the vision. I have the goals. I have all of these things set in place. How do I get there? And so we will be leading a live Next Steps group to help a set of teachers do this exact same thing. If you want more information on that, you can go to christiansyoga.com forward slash next steps and get on that wait list so that you know when it's there. Also, if you feel like you need a little bit more help on the clarity side of things, we actually did an episode, episode one on clarity that might help you just get a little bit more clarity about what you really want. So I would recommend... If you haven't uh, gone through that one already, go ahead and go through that as you schedule time to uh, reflect and and think and dream. Go through that episode because that'll help you 
go through the questions of like, how do you even decide what I want? Thank you guys for being here with us today. We always appreciate when you share these episodes with your friends, when you like, subscribe, and leave us some comments below. Um, It's an honor to get to talk with you and chat with you and share any ways that we can to help empower you to live free, to live full lives that God's called you to do.